0: Going on there, Youth Pastors. Paul Turney here from the discipleproject.net and your host of the Youth Ministry Motion Podcast, the podcast that wants to keep you motivated and your youth ministry moving forward. So glad to be with you today. How are you? How's life? How's the fam? How are things going in ministry? I hope things are going well all the way around. Now look, I don't want to make anybody jealous, but while you're listening to this, I am in Kauai, Hawaii, doing a series of lectures. my friend Rick Bunchu at the Anchor House on the topic of what we do in the shadows, all about spiritual formation and the practices uh, we do outside of the spotlight so i'm excited for that if you think you've heard rick bunshu's name before you have he was on the podcast here a while back and did an episode called the things you don't learn in college and if you'd like to listen to that episode it's a really good episode and also the fact that he talks about the anchor house and what the anchor house is and why it might be a possibility maybe some of your students to get involved in that it's a two-year school of the bible and uh what a what a beautiful place to go to school so if uh, you have students that might be interested in that if they're graduating this year why not throw that out there to them as an option now today i want to talk about reimagining your position as a youth pastor and how you share what you do with new members or potential volunteers those kind of things before we get into that though i want to remind you that easter will be coming up soon and so i have an easter bundle which includes easter advent but all those things coming together so if you're looking for a bundle of resources everything from prayer stations to journals to online uh, digital resources like short uh, Instagram devotions with pictures, those kind of things. So if you're looking for Easter and Advent lessons, it is packed with several weeks. I even throw in uh, St. Patrick's Day. I have a whole teaching on St. Patrick's uh, Shield Prayer. And let me tell you, that shield prayer will preach, I promise you. It also comes with a journal that if you want to do like a deeper dive and have them uh, going through questions and things like that 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 is included as well so if you want to check it out if you want to get ahead of the game here and you want uh, some easter and advent resources i'll put a link down in the show notes it's a great way for you to support this podcast uh, is purchasing resources and uh, those kind of things and uh, makes my heart happy so check it out at your convenience all right so we're going to jump into today about reimagining our position and i want to give you some ideas Uh, but let me start with a story We had a new member or a prospective new member luncheon type of thing. You've probably had those at your church and each of the staff had like a minute or two to introduce themselves and share what they did at the church. And I thought, you know, I made a pretty good pitch, but our pastor made an interesting observation about all of our introductions, all the staff that did, you know, introduce who they are. He said, what I noticed was that each of you introduced yourself as being over something, I went back through some of the job descriptions I wrote down and saw that the words over things does not exist in any of the descriptions I wrote for any of you. And it was a keen observation that I took to heart. So I made a short list of the communication flubs, which may be keeping others from wanting to join the youth ministry team and probably saying, you know, that you're over something. You're maybe were unintentionally saying listen, if you want to join my team, you'll be under me or under my supervision. And listen, who wants to really be under anything? and Who want really wants anybody over them in that sense? Um, you may also be saying that I'm the leader and you're not. And you may also be saying, and I'm in charge In other words, there's no shared value or invitation to share in the responsibility. So you can see that even the way we introduce ourselves can be a way that undercuts what we're really trying to do. And even though people, yes, they sort of get the general gist of what you're saying, there can be a better way to communicate your position as a youth pastor and really what you're inviting people to be a part of and how you introduce what you do could be an inspiration it could be that final push that somebody needs because you painted a picture to them of what you're really doing what you're actually doing so let me offer seven different ways that you could introduce yourself they're not all bangers here they're not all winners but you know what they're they're different at least it gets your your head thinking in a different direction of how you could introduce yourself to somebody that would inspire them to want to work with you. Number one, you could say, I am the lead youth discipler. Now that's not terrible, but you could say I'm the lead because it communicates what you do. You're actually discipling students. You know, uh, if you say that you run youth meetings, if you say that you uh, take kids on trips, well, yeah, that tells a lot of the activities you do, but it really doesn't define what your role is, what your chief role is as a youth pastor. And so when you say I'm the lead Youth Discipler, uh, you're saying, look, that the whole focus here is I'm here to disciple young people. Number two, if you're willing to take the risk, you could say, I am the minister of fun. You know, that's not awful. And then say, well, let me explain, right? That's just an introduction. It's just a way to say, hey, look, what I do is fun and you want to participate because most people want to participate in things that are fun. Now, if you want to get a little wordy, number three is, my role is to connect students to Christ. And adults to students for the purpose of ministry, discipleship, building the kingdom. We do this through, and then you can kind of explain, you know, some of the activities you do and, and camps you go to and why adults are so important. So yeah, go ahead and write that one down, reform it if you want to. But I think it's a, I think it's a good encapsulation of what you're trying to communicate to the adults that want to work with you. Number four is my passion is, and this is where you can communicate what you're passionate about, because that's, I think, what people want to hear. They want to get a sense of, you know, what are you dialed into? What are, you know, your priorities? What are, what gets you up in the morning? What gets you excited about being a part of this youth ministry? And passion is contagious. And so if you start with uh, my passion is, I think you're communicating something there that says, hey, this is my purpose. This is why I'm here. And I want you to join me in it. Number five is I am privileged to lead. Starting a sentence like that communicates humility. It communicates that that being a part of this ministry and uh, being the leader of this ministry is not a right. It's a privilege. And it communicates that you are a servant, not a boss, not an overlord, uh, not somebody that's just going to run things, but that you are the head servant of this ministry. And you want to serve and help these adults minister to these kids. Number six is I am the youth ministry architect. Now that sounds pretentious, but you could also say designer. And, and I don't think if there's anything wrong with adding a little bit of artistic quality to what you do, I think, you know, when people say I'm a youth pastor, I think we leave that to the imagination of people to say, well, I pastor youth. Well, what does that mean exactly? I don't, I don't know if people have a good idea of what a youth pastor does anymore, but I think there's a far better way to communicate what a youth pastor does, and I think architect because we are builders and designers because we are designing. We design programs. We don't just run programs. If you're if you're a good youth pastor, you're designing programs. You're designing things for your particular group, your students, uh, to lead them into deeper areas of growth in their relationship with Christ. Average youth pastors, well, they run things. They they buy all the curriculum. They get all the stuff. And they just run it. They just—they're on their their timetables and those things. And once again, nothing wrong with being average if you like being average. But I think uh, good is better than average. And number six is I develop right a developer. And I know it puts you kind of in the science category now. Where you say, "Well, I'm developing an app or I'm developing a video game." Well, listen, we develop programs. We develop students. We develop a staff. And so, yeah, over time we are developing, we are tinkering, we are doing things that, to make things better. So when we communicate to people that we are developing things, we're communicating that this is ongoing. It's not just a one and done. It's a movement. It's progress. It's moving into the future. And so I think when you're sharing that you're, you develop things, I think there's a good sense that you're not complete And you're not static, but you're always developing. You're always moving and pushing forward. So listen, I think you get the point that how you introduce yourselves to people paints a picture. And the picture you paint can draw people to you or it can repel people from you. And so when you're communicating what you're doing and what your role is within the church, especially to new people coming into the church or seeking to join a ministry, um, the best thing you could do is reframe or reimagine your role. And when you're communicating to communicate clearly what your role is and what you're desiring to do within the youth ministry and why you need to help to do it. And if you think I'm just being fancy with words and, uh, and I'm, I'm trying to make too much of what a youth pastor does, well, I'll tell you what, I'm surely not going to make it less. I think uh, what a youth pastor does has been made less over the years, and uh, I'm certainly not going to do that. So if I can raise the bar a little bit, if I can inspire you to reimagine your role as you communicate with the adults in your church as to what you do, then I feel like I'm giving the role of youth pastor the respect it deserves. And ultimately, the respect you deserve. And that's it for today, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. If you're brand new here to the podcast, thank you for listening today, being a part. Be sure to go and click that subscribe button. I would love to join you every week inside your earbuds and equip and inspire you in any way that I can. And if you're a regular, thank you so much for being a part of the show. Be sure, if you have not gone and left a review yet over on Apple iTunes, please go ahead and do that because that gets the word out about this podcast and it gets shown up in the algorithms and all those things. So if you love this podcast and you want, want other people to know about it please go ahead and do that it would make me super happy so that is it guys for today and don't forget if nobody's told you lately that you're doing a good job well let me tell you you're doing a good job and you're only going to get better and i'll catch you guys in the next episode